Pleasant Vista, episode 258. My name is Andrew and I'm here at the world's worst restaurant where I will be your humble host for the evening. It's great to have you and I don't particularly care if you have a pleasant meal or not. The chances aren't great if I'm being honest with you. Looking up your reservation, I can see that we've made 45 bookings for 8pm despite having only 15 tables. Let me see here. I believe you said your name was Ben. Uh, now, Ben, before I seat you, do you have any dietary requirements or fears that I should be aware of? I'm very easily startled by loud noises and I'm deathly allergic to eggs and most nuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Won't be writing any of that down. I don't have a pen. Uh, we have no notebook budgets. Uh, and I'm really not interested in catering to your pathetic needs. As we make our way to your table, where one chair is just outside the men's bathroom door, and we'll keep, <laughs> which will keep hitting the occupant in the back every time the door is opened, and the other chair is somehow inside the bathroom itself, let me take you through our specials for the evening. Uh, first up, we have cold, raw blobfish served in an aspic. Uh, it really should be cooked, but we haven't got that part figured out yet. Uh, next, we have a summer salad that is mainly composed of the moss that we scrape off the underside of our air conditioning unit out the back. Uh, it is served with a gelatinous dressing of a color that cannot be described, and all of the staff are too scared to taste it. Uh, finally, we have a goat's cheese and rocket pizza that's sold out. Oh, <laughs> let me just stop here and check with one of our patrons. Uh, let's see. How are you going, Mr. Theo, sir? It looks like you still haven't received your hot avocado chowder. And no. you ordered it at lunchtime? Is that no, correct? Yeah, and look, I'm not... I do have blood sugar issues. What, what I was wondering was, um, do you have a... Do you have a key for the toilet? For you? Yeah. No. I mean, like, is that a customer toilet? Or is that... That's a toilet. Who, who are those people? Do you need a special toilet? Just no, no, I need any toilet, and I need it mm. pretty soon, actually. Mm. Could you, like, maybe do you want to stand up and announce to the restaurant what you're planning to do <laughs> in the toilet? No, I don't I don't want to do that. I just want to go to it. Well, that sounds pretty suspicious to me, so I won't be giving you the key at this time. What about my... my I'll check in on the chowder as we, uh, as we come past the kitchen. Oh, what a treat! We can peer in here and see our infamous chef, Lucy, preparing some of our rare, otherworldly ingredients. Oh, she seems to have dropped a handful of extremely overcooked linguine onto the surprisingly hairy floor, but not to worry. <laughs> She's lovingly licking her fingers before wiping off each individual strand. How goes it, chef? I mean, that's how you know it's cooked, right? You throw the pasta at the floor, and if it sticks, then it's cooked. <laughs> Did you go to culinary school? Hearing a no lot of criticism. Either. <laughs> Look, now, I see on the, I actually saw on the menu you guys describe your linguine as el hirsute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like al dente. Yeah, to the to the hair. To the hair. That's right. <laughs> the uh, 100 folds in a chef's hat actually symbolize knowing all 100 surfaces that linguine will stick to. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, like she's she's multitasking, which women are great at. She's pushing the linguine around on the floor a bit, which helps to clean a very small patch of the extremely filthy floor. And it is uh, filthy. Well, yeah, but like, that's not where we're eating the food. That's where we pick the food up from before serving it to the customers. That's you know? right. Uh, to work in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Uh, I saw a How clip from that, that uh, from from that new uh, TV show, The Bear? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I keep. It's about that insanely hot guy who works in a kitchen. Is he insanely hot? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it. They, they, 
I just keep seeing it's a, a man with some cool tattoos wearing like a tight white shirt in a kitchen. He looks he looks nice with it. That's the only thing I know about the show. I was only uh, introduced to it because uh, Maddie Matheson, who I like, was was uh, spruiking it on some of his YouTube videos because he's uh, on the show and also is a consulting producer for the show. Uh, so I saw a clip of it where it was just everybody in the back of the kitchen just screaming at each other for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. That sounds normal, uh, right? And the whole time, the little um, the little ticket printer is just zipping out new orders while they're not getting anything out from the kitchen. And what about the bear? Is he cooking or eating? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Restaurant buy bears for bears, you know? <laughs> Now I think we can like yes and see. this. We can do a little bit of improvised comedy here. Quick. <laughs> okay. Here. Fuck. No, you know what? Ditch it. Ditch the whole idea. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> pull out. Pull out. It's trash. Yeah. We tried improv. It's not None of us. us are trained for this. We're not trained for this. We haven't gone to improv school, which is what I understand that you have to do you if you want to do think anyone can just do improv? No. no. <laughs> you need your license, you know? You need to be an accredited improv artist. <laughs> I mean, there's levels. That's which is the funniest thing. Being like, oh, you're only level one. No, this is no, improv is too oh. high level for you. You need to be a level four improviser to get on board with this Harold style of Harold. improv. Yeah, and you just improvised that name there as well. So. <laughs> no, I think that's real. I listen to a lot of alternative comedy podcasts and trick myself into thinking that I know a lot about how comedy works. Boy, having some improv skills sure would help if you were in a sort of interactive mm. dining experience. Oh, why don't we... you just fucking fart? Did you just lift your cheeks up to do a little fart? I don't Who think this is an audio medium. I think the tape will yeah. show that you did. I can boost <laughs> fart, the gain on that. Your fart is happening in an audio medium. Yeah. Because we all heard it. You can yeah. see when you okay. tilt a little bit. No, you can't. <laughs> we can't. So disrespectful to the listener, honestly. Now, I reckon we should do a third attempt at that segue <laughs> if anyone reckons they've... <laughs> Got that in there. I'm yeah. sorry for complaining about the fart. Uh, complaining, that's something that Karens do. <laughs> it's time for Karen Watch. Now, this is a follow-up to uh, the one or more times that we have talked about the concept of Karen's Diner, which is uh, a sort of dinner-and-a-show-style restaurant where they serve uh, diner-style food. But get this... The service is bad, and the people that work there are rude, which sounds... I can't wait. Like a whole lot of fun if you don't have the personality of any of the people on this podcast. I just want to reiterate how much I hate this. Yeah. And how much this is the worst piece of shit that sucks more than anything in the world, and I hate it. (laughs) And the the way that they sell it, I think, is sort of um, uh, a treating... The, the symptom, not the cause approach to society, which is the way they sell it to customers is, hey, do you want to be able to be rude back to staff, which is fucked up. You shouldn't want to do that. And the way they sell it to pers- prospective staff is, hey, do you want to be rude to customers who are rude to you, which, which is fucked up. Ideally, no one's rude to anyone. We're all nice to each other. And That's we all... my ideal dining scenario. Yeah, so Nobody's like, rude to me and I'm very polite to them. We mm. have a great time collectively but i get that there are people that aren't us that would enjoy like there's there's play involved not in the swinger sense yeah. of the word but in the like Who's you know you, for? You, 
Like, who can you imagine in your life that wants to go to Karen's diner? I would have excised them from my life if they had expressed a desire to go to Karen's diner. See, I can't imagine someone in my life going to this place. That's my nightmare that someone someone. takes me there. Is it from mums? I, well, yeah, I surely think, it's too rude for mums. It's too well, rude. We're going to find that out. And the way we're going to find that out mm. uh, is exploring reviews of uh, Karen's locations across Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. I think the, the Perth one is yet to open, so couldn't do that. It's wild and that there's more than one. They've well, expanded because it's, it's so popular. popular. Concept. Uh, there's one in Sheffield and I think one in Manchester as well in the oh, United Jesus. Kingdom. But I didn't want to muddy the waters with the silliness of the English, I think we should focus on the Australian locations. I want to preface this by saying, as someone who works in hospitality, uh, I treat most one or two star reviews with a grain of salt. They're generally left by psychos, but, you know, I would say that. Um, So maybe we don't have to take everything that we're about to hear as being gospel truth or that they necessarily aren't a psycho, but... We, you might, we might ask ourselves if a pattern forms. You might see you know? some trends. Yeah. That's sort of what I think we might see here. I'm going to start with a short review from the Brisbane location. Food was good. I knew the staff were going to be rude, which is the theme, but attacking mm-hmm. someone's appearance I feel is extremely inappropriate. I'll not be back. <laughs> okay. So not... Which is something that we sort of predicted. I don't know, they'd be rude to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought it would happen to me. We were talking about this when we first discussed the idea of like trying to... You can imagine people who are sort of on the spot trying to figure out what the boundaries are and maybe not... Yeah, and just being like, oh, you're fucking... You look like shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your wife's a cunt. Good point. You're (laughs) ugly and I wish you were dead. I uh, I feel like me and Elna were talking about this a little while ago, and I I was saying that I thought it would be funny to cop the first insult and immediately stand up and square up to the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Um, this is a, another review from the Brisbane location. Please don't insult people with really short heights. The waitress there broke a rule and went too far with body image. <laughs> Never going back as this brought back terrible childhood memories about being bullied about my height. Oh my god, why did you go there? Why did you go? Yeah, childhood you memories. If, if you were I don't short, like you shouldn't being have gone to the restaurant. By anyone that's not a hot woman, you know? So I'm not going here. <laughs> uh, this is another one from the Brisbane location. Wouldn't recommend. One of our cups had lipstick left on it, and when bringing the food to the table, the waitress made a joke about our meals and said that the girls ordering them were the ones with eating disorders. Jesus. It's just not a. It's not like a fun thing to joke about. I think now, if you're working oh in food service. God. So, Ben, um, Andrew, on, yes. On the previous review, they said a waitress there broke a rule and went too far with yeah, body image. I'm That's, interested in that. Is that is right. Um, I want to know the parameters. There is. There's a sign uh, at the front of each of these locations that I think says that you're not allowed to make jokes about uh, people's appearances. Or uh, along the lines of, I think, you know, making jokes about gender or, you know, sexuality or or, or things of that nature. And I think sometimes people struggle with those a little bit. Um, Here's another one. This is from the Melbourne location. Awful, awful place. Average food, terrible atmosphere. They made fun of my skin pigmentation condition. Oh. (laughs) 
What's oh. on the table if you can't make fun of someone's appearance? Where are you going? Like, I think the- you could make fun of someone for having a loud shirt. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. Or if just like- a guy comes in, like. Yeah. This, this is a fundamental problem with the restaurant because, like, you can't really give every waitress 10 or 15 minutes to get to know you yeah. and try to establish yeah. defects in your character. Yeah. Yeah. You can't wait for someone to let slip that they got an art history degree and be like, uh, how's that working out for you, pal? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just have to be like, why do your ears look like that? <laughs> uh, here's another one from the Melbourne location. Expected some Karen behaviour, but did not expect racism from employees oh. and food was meh. <laughs> oh. huh. yeah. Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. No. Do you think that's written by a white person? At this point. Oh. oh. Yeah. No, that's I mean, a fun new. This person trait. did equate racism with average food. They sort of delivered those two things sequentially as if they were. Like racism, mm. I can tolerate, but yeah. <laughs> the food being bad, the yeah. underdone fries, mm. it has to stop. So, so hang on. Yeah. So the rules on the so you got to read the rules as you go in to say okay. So you're not allowed to make fun of the waitress's appearance, and they're supposed to abide by these rules as well, but they're not. It's mutual. It's a, a mutual. Well, supposedly oh. it's a mutual arrangement where you both have to be respectful in this sort of interplay of. Okay. You know, okay. And, and Very the waitresses are clearly the induction process is failing. I think they're being told <laughs> Us, the rules. I think. I, and this this is just conjecture on my part, but I think having to do this for like eight hour shifts, yeah. you know, yeah, one to five days a week. You prob and you know you're working hospitality. It can be very very stressful sometimes. You're still it's probably- being a waitress. You're still making. You're still doing the work, you know? It's hard to... I don't think you're going to nail it every time. <laughs> I, I, I do wonder, though. There's obviously, like... In, in my mind, anyway, there's a fundamental difference between kind of rudeness and bad service versus I must insult the people at this table during each interaction. Because... It's real... I think you should leave stuff. <laughs> It's really like somewhere our wires are getting crossed here. I'm saying that you're an ugly piece of shit and you're mad at me. You're yeah. getting mad here at Karen's Diner? Um, here's, a, here's another one. This is from the Brisbane location again. Uh, my mum and I booked lunch here for my birthday and it was horrible. We went into the experience understanding that they were meant to be rude. However, right off the bat, they went too far. There's a sign that says no body image comments and they did exactly that to my mum. As we were being seated, my mum took her time observing the place, which caused a server to scream across the shop, hurry up, dickhead, multiple (laughs) times. I understand they're meant to be rude, but with the comments about looks and the anxiety of being screamed at, we felt like the staff crossed a line. On top of that, the food prices were a little pricey, and we didn't realise that there was a 10 cent surcharge on Sundays and public holidays. Mum was so anxious to leave, she ended up literally jumping the back fence because she was too scared to walk back past all the staff. I'm sure for some people this would have been a great experience. I'm just appalled they body shamed right after we read the rules. Of course, you're not going to think the experience is funny after that. Nothing like mm. forcing your middle-aged mother to clamber over a fence to know you've it's had a good be night so out. It's going to so fun, Mum. You're going to love it. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh, this is another one for the Brisbane location. It was okay, but a tad below the belt. Like telling an old lady to break her hips because she couldn't afford to give you a tip is a tad below. I think there is a funnier way to be a Karen. 
well, maybe you should work there if you can do yeah. better, you know? Now, Easy from the cheap seats. There's So, that sometimes they're a little bit too rude is a trend we might have noticed here. Um, mm. And they don't seem to pull their punches as to who this is directed towards. So, this is from the Sydney location. I went in knowing the expectations that the waiters would be rude. But seriously, it was too much. It was funny at first, but then they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't leave you alone to actually eat. They just kept coming back. Also, don't recommend for children under 10. The level of swearing was high and the kids don't understand the concept. Oh my my God. son was crying from fear from how we were greeted. Oh, my God. Why did you take your son here? I think it would have been more funny being an actual Karen than being rude. I was insulted about my weight, my skin, and my name. I truly believe they've gone overboard to not even being funny. I definitely would not go back. <laughs> this is again from Brisbane. What an awful experience. Food was horrendous. Excessive use of F words and way over the top. You can be rude and tactful at the same time. You swore at my 10-year-old son. Never again. <laughs> I, so, I think I want to sorry. work here. This I'm rules. so conflicted. I've, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people getting exactly what they paid for here. That's yeah. what, yeah, exactly. It's what you paid for. You took your child here. You yeah. took your child to the calling your son a cunt factory. <laughs> and you know what they made? <laughs> uh, this is another review from the Sydney location. Ooh. A truly astonishing number of W's in that. I'm not willing to represent them all. Uh, place is disgusting. The staff swore at my five-year-old cousin. Terrible, don't recommend. <laughs> so funny. You Taking brought a your five-year-old cousin. and they're like, fuck you, you little cousin. Fuck you. <laughs> Just for the record, Ben, exactly 20 W's. Yeah, that's, uh, that's too many. Calm down. Now, I, just while we're in the kids' section... <laughs> that's right. I, I thought, hey, you know, uh-huh. Ben's, Ben's being unfair to the good people at Karen's Diner. You're saying I'm cherry-picking reviews to suit he's, a narrative I've already formed in my mind. He's cherry-picking one-star reviews. I should just have a quick look at the five-star reviews. <laughs> yes. And see see what people Gotta think. Got to hear both sides, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So this is, um, this is a five-star review. This is sorting the reviews on Google from highest to lowest. Five-star reviews. Uh, Irene says, It was supposed to be a surprise dinner... Uh, but I was given the venue and checked out the place. It was a hoot. Walked in and all the Karens were there looking at us. My husband had to get his own chair and no one dared ask for another glass for a table of six. Food was all right, but it was an experience. You just have to be there to feel the vibes. We had a good night out. Would not recommend for families bringing their young children there. Some kids aren't meant to be exposed to such banter. We saw one child in tears, but others loved it. (laughs) And then the very next five-star review... uh, The very next five-star review says, Hilarious experience. We had no idea how interactive this restaurant would be. Right from entering, we were treated horribly. And a massive heads up, these girls do not hold back. If you're sensitive, offended by lewdness or bad language, stay away. Probably best not to bring kids here either. Mm. Even they, the good reviews are like, they are screaming at children. Yeah. Their website says, like, bring in kids but before the dinner service. So, like, the daytime's meant... Actually, I'll let somebody else explain this. Um, this is from uh, the Melbourne location. We went for lunch to the Melb venue with our 12-year-old daughter and some of her friends. The girls had seen it on TikTok and thought it would be fun. According to the website, kids are welcome. 
but it's advised to bring them for lunch, not dinner, as it is more tame and appropriate for kids. Well, it was not. (laughs) The kids were abused verbally to their face, shouted at, told to shut the F up. I asked them to please not swear as them, as they are kids, and they said, we don't care. I get that it is the premise of the diner to be rude, but I do think there is a line. They're also quite strict, also not allowing the kids to move out of their seats at all as they have a liquor license? Not sure what that has to do with anything. God. That's not anything. No. That's, there's no they're liquor just license. having fun with this. This yeah. is, I'm this sorry, is we, an uh, ideal job if you're a sociopath. I thought it would be an ideal job if you were just completely unbearable, but honestly, if you want to just like scream at children all day yeah. and be racist... Pretty cool. Um, and you don't want to buy a Blue Karen's Yeti microphone. Um, check out working for Karen's Diner. Uh, the food itself was very, very average. Even the kids complained it wasn't great. When we were leaving and proceeded to pay, we weren't given a receipt. We were then told that we hadn't paid and weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I showed the manager our receipt on our banking app and he wouldn't actually let us leave and threatened to charge our account for a second time and call the police. It was horrendous. Not funny. They were not funny or fun. They didn't know when to stop and when enough was enough. They yeah. took it too far and it it on aggressive. Would never go back. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, is... <laughs> you can't say whether it's good or bad. <laughs> Who's to say? This is from Brisbane. Raw chicken, overpriced for quality of food. I understand the concept of the Karen idea. However, making personal derogatory comments on someone's appearance is not acceptable, nor is throwing the menus at our table, which was funny until one hit a young girl, brackets child, in the head on the next table. Oh, I'd recommend. <laughs> it would, uh, it would, I. Look, I'm going to go back to it and maintain that it would be very funny to attend this place and then get into a fist fight with the staff. Yeah, 100%. percent yeah. are like, what? You fucking the fuck what? did you call my kid? Uh, this is for Brisbane again. Quite distressing when you're called a dumb fuck the whole time. <laughs> and when your son is called a fuck boy. Oh my god. <laughs> you need to be able to tolerate a lot of swearing. Definitely not a place for anyone under 18. Food is average. I Unbelievably, hope his son's like five. Yeah, calling like a seven year old kid like a fuck boy is. God. Uh, this is another one from Brisbane. Great thick shakes. Not entirely sure about the burgers, though. And didn't think the placing of brown paper bags over people's head. <laughs> Not only my table, other tables, was totally fun. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Karen. I don't know, what you're sounding like a Karen right now. What the fuck are you doing? I'm totally placing... flipped on this. I flipped on this. This is awesome. Me, me too. This this actually, this this rules in that they've done the impossible and just become like, like way more inhospitable than you could ever expect. They did a soft Abu grave on my extended family. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just a place to go to, like, have karmic retribution inflicted upon you and your eight-year-old son for ever going to a place like this. Ever for, thinking the concept of parents would be funny. Yeah. Um, and and just like, no, I'm I'm a, I'm on board with this. Um, <laughs> granted, I'm I'm not a target for racism, and probably leave that one at the door. But I don't know, just so like. You go in and it's just the fucking meat grinder. It's just like the Verdun of 
psychological warfare. I- I'm picturing who is this her. for? Who is it for? <laughs> it's for us. <laughs> yeah, to read about you after outside. What did you want? What kind did you want? <laughs> like, oh, I wanted them to be rude, but in a way that was like sort of not rude. I, yeah. I, I think though, on a fundamental level, though, like Ben was saying earlier, I, I kind of, I, I get the sense from the thing, right? Is that what they like? The idea is that you are given license to complain and be rude. And the insulation against that is that they will be like, we don't give a fuck yeah. if you want to speak to the manager, right? So, like, the idea is that it's meant to be this fucking tit-for-tat kind of yeah. thing. But all these people are going in like, oh, it's like it's like a theater restaurant. It's like Drax, you know? It's like but fucking no, Dracula's it's, it's like play if you theater. theater. The- so familiar with Dracula's that you call it yeah, Drax? Oh, Drax. Drax. For, sure. <laughs> for, for a second there, I was trying to remember if it was called Drax or Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I no, assume Dracula's is not going anymore. Come- I assume that Dracula's was a victim of the pandemic. No, I think uh, Dracula's on the gold. Co- so this is real. Uh, this is something Fried or Good yeah. Home covers mostly. This is their beat, and I don't want to impose on that. But I think Dracula's on the Gold on Coast is still going. It is. Yeah, uh, I think the Melbourne one is. had pandemic problems, but so, maybe it's back on. So yeah, I get the sense that maybe the concept is the fact that the staff are rude gives you the license to be rude and you get to go in and have yes. this cathartic being rude experience and you guys can all yell at each other and it's fine and it's a laugh for everyone but people are just going in like it's a restaurant and they're getting one-way traffic on people calling your son a fuck boy and telling you you're an ugly piece of shit yeah, yeah. if they wanted to do this properly the staff should have to bring in their five-year-old so that you <laughs> him a little piece of shit oh well, you well, work at this think- job to feed your fucking ugly son <laughs> I think there's a there's a concept there's like a problem with the concept here or not a problem with the concept oh, you but reckon? like um, <laughs> a, an imbalance here right because yes you can go in and you go tit for tat but it's like if they opened the coliseum and were like oh yeah and we're just letting foot traffic in yeah. <laughs> like, what's that lion doing I'll have hey. a go I'll, I'll go toe to toe with fucking yeah, ear bite of the like- merciless. The lion fights at the Coliseum also had street advertising that just said, we sell burgers. Yeah. And you like walk past and go, oh, we should go Ooh. in. Yeah. And there's also a sign um, on that sign. It also says no lions. As well. <laughs> you go in, bam, immediately mauled to death. I promise you there will be no lion fights. Ooh. And they're laughing the whole time. Like, you know how, uh, you know how countries establish like non-aggression pacts? Mm. I feel mm. like this is you're establishing Vaguely. an aggression pact. You know, like, yeah. but but it kind of. I feel like it doesn't. What we're seeing from the reviews is it doesn't work when you just go in and try to order food and eat it yeah. without calling the waitresses as stupid bitches or whatever. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, here's another one. This is from the Sydney location. I was enjoying the gimmick of the place and having a laugh, but when your staff member threatened to pour a drink all over me, I told her numerous times that that's where I draw the line and to not do it. That's so funny, drawing a line and them just, like, not not respecting it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, you can't be rude like that. I feel like this place maybe needs a safe word system. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, if they might think that you in character being, like, uh, you know that you it's unclear. You don't know whether someone's being a dick on purpose or not. It's its muddied. You need to be able to be like sassafras and then yeah. they won't pour the drink on you. Yeah. They give you, uh, when you walk in, they give you one flare gun for the table. <laughs> <laughs> when you've had enough. 
Uh, <laughs> didn't appreciate walking out soaked. <laughs> Sadly, the staff think they can do anything, get away with it, even when you're being serious about it. Didn't know yeah. my burger would come with a side of assault. I'd, I'd be throwing yeah. a chair. If someone tipped an entire Coca-Cola over me. Yeah. I, yeah I'd be pretty mad. I'd be so... So fucking well, you get covered in ants. Although, although I am, I am the person who's always saying, uh, you know, if we're like watching a romantic comedy and there's a montage of two people falling in love and they're painting a house today, like together, and one of them puts a paint roller down the other one's back, and I always see that and go, "That's not funny." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my shirt. You fucking ruined my shirt. You fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. You I... have to imagine that, like Jennifer Lopez is bathing in acetone afterwards <laughs> to try and get all that shit off. <laughs> But in this case, it's like, yeah, if you pull a full, if you pour a full sugar coke over my head, I'm causing a ruckus in this restaurant. You're standing up and you're going, hmm? what? What the, the fuck, fuck did you just do? <laughs> uh, here's another one from the Brisbane location. The food was okay, an okay service, but not to the point where they were throwing cups at you. I asked a simple <laughs> question to the guy at the front <laughs> counter before paying, and then the guy made me and my friend tip him $10 because I asked a question and wouldn't take it no for an answer. <laughs> Which I thought was a bit rude. Now, that did you give it to him? Did you give him the ten bucks? Did you did you pay the wallet inspector? Now, fuck. sounds like it's he paid the wallet inspector. This is not uh, a one-off phenomenon. This is from the Brisbane location. Food was awful. Messed up our orders with another table. One waiter offered a discount, but a different discount was applied at checkout. They bully you into a tip, even when the service is garbage. This is from the Sydney uh-huh. location. Went here with my mates. We understood the gimmick and loved the idea of this place. We were all practically forced to give a $20 tip each. The servers <laughs> don't understand boundaries, including the simple word no. Would not come here again. Again. I'd be... <laughs> I would Super be... funny. They're just bullying you into giving money. <laughs> I would be fist fighting the guy behind the register. <laughs> Here's another one from this Sydney location. The experience was great, but the food is average and was not happy. Felt I was practically forced into giving a $20 tip, which isn't good practice, as you should only tip if you feel like it. So maybe rethink this practice. Uh, This is not confined to the Sydney location. This is from Brisbane. We were overcharged at the front. We did not give permission for tips to be taken either. Would like to be contacted by the manager, actually. (laughs) For real. Oh, would you? Oh, would you? Oh, would you? Well, that's... So... Actually, I'll read out this this last one and then I, I'll, I'll get into that. Uh, this is back to the Sydney location. was really excited to check this out. Half our meals came out super quick. The other half came out an hour later and one of the items was not what we ordered. But by this stage, we were just over it and couldn't be bothered sending it back. To top it off, they charged us a tip of $20 and when we tried to say no, they refused to change it. <laughs> Could have been a lot of fun, but was just really disappointed. Now, so bad. For, for nearly all of these reviews, they for the like the first couple of weeks they were open, they were trying to re- like respond to their bad reviews in character, mm-hmm. oh, where they're no. like, "You're just a Karen," or "You're just a basic white male bitch," yeah, or sure. whatever. And like they were trying to have fun with it, even though most of the bad reviews. Which were the ones that I left out of this, were that just the food is very bad and they were genuinely very bad at giving it to you. Mm. But with every single one of these, we were forced into giving a tip once. The responses are just, can you please send us an email at this with the details of your experience? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because at, at a certain point, like I, I don't think you can keep trying to do it in character outside of the context of the restaurant. No. That's not working anymore. Yeah. I am... Um, I, 
I went Karen yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Did I, you? I Karened out on somebody, right? So, oh. uh, I don't know if I was talking recently about the saga of uh, our car imploding and us having to buy a new car. Right? I was really worried this was going to be a third story about a pizza ordering experience. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and so our car was just sitting there at a service center that had looked at it for us and declared it to cost $1 billion to fix. And it had been there for a while. And so wife of the show, my wife, Eleanor, had called the first place that she'd Googled that will pick up a car and give you money for it. And, they, and she said, can you pick up our car from this place? And they went, yes. And they turned up. <clears throat> and somebody phoned her and said, hey, uh, just give me your payment details and we will give you $500 for your car that you paid much more than $500 for several years ago. And she said, okay. And they towed the car away. Several weeks go by. She has then uh, called them up. Nobody ever answers the phone. You call, it rings out, and then someone immediately sends you a message and says, hey, you need a car picked up? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably see where this is going, right? Mm. Uh, and she says, hey, uh, you, you picked up a car a couple of weeks ago. You meant to transfer us $500. And they said, oh, yeah, I'll look into that. Just send me your details. She sent them the details. Several more weeks go by. Nothing happens. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what to do about this. It's kind of making me feel stressed out. And I look up this place, Google reviews. All of the one-star reviews are, these people basically steal your car? they tow your car and they take your payment details and then nothing happens and then you contact them and then they block your number Mm. and you basically have to file a police report to get any money out of them uh and so i i called this number yesterday that my wife had and rings out and then i immediately get a number saying hey you need a car towed and I say, oh, I just, I just want to know about getting payment for this car that you towed like a month ago. And they go, oh, oh, yeah, oh, we're so short-staffed at the moment. All my staff have COVID. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the person who organizes the payments. Uh, and I said, please pay me my money right now or I will need to file a police report in the morning about my stolen car. And they go, all right, I've paid your money. There it is. <laughs> That's nice. At no point did you have to go to Mitre 10 and buy a hammer and go and That's find That's not carrying. Like, you were getting scammed. Yeah. Oh, well, like, after reading review after review after review going, I have spent seven months hassling this person and not getting my money for it, I went, all right, I'm just going to pretend like I'm going to go to the police. Oh, Side no one's- note... Mm. 99% of threats people make to be like, I'm going to fair trading or I'm going to the ACCC or I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to take this matter to the police. No one's fucking doing it. It's just a thing you say. Yeah. Oh, like, I, so I, I, I sent that in a message to this person and then I like, I was like, what can I actually do about this? <laughs> and I called, I called my local police station and somebody oh. picked up and they said, hey, what's up? What's up? Said a cop. And I went, hey, I'm trying to figure out like what I can do in this situation. Somebody towed our car, they meant to send us money, but now they're like off the grid, you know. And this person has immediately and very quickly and in an almost rehearsed way said, oh, if you entered in an agreement with this person and they didn't give you the money, uh, that's like a civil matter and you have to take them to court. 
Which yeah. is true, I think, of almost think so. everything that can happen to you, is that the cops can't do shit. Yeah, that's a you uh, problem. Well, and and just, I, I, think, I think a lot of the time there's a big overlap between the cops can't do shit and the cops won't do shit. They mean the same thing. Yes, they do. For for all of us at home, they mean the same thing. I said, oh, well, they kind of, they just, and she was like, let me stop you right there. That's a civil matter. Yeah. You're going to need to get legal representation and take them to court. And you, I was like. You're going to shut the fuck up and stop yeah. talking. <laughs> yeah, First and, of all. And I was like, immediately, to your point, Ben, I was like, immediately, oh, well, that's way further than I'm willing to go mm. with this, you know, for 500 bucks or whatever for this car. Uh, but then uh, five minutes later, this person has sent me a message saying, I have transferred the money to you. Mm. Uh, they, here is the receipt. So they haven't learned the useful lesson that the cops are useless and that they could be mm. scamming twice as hard. I guess so. Although it did make me think, I wonder if you messaged this person once a month from a different phone number and said, <laughs> you have yeah, stolen my, my car. Money. Send me $500. If they would <laughs> just go be like, okay. Hell. I take your word for it. Yeah, I guess we forgot about that one shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a general lesson there as well. Uh, if you are trying to find a common service people need, generally at short notice, that is mostly done by subcontractors, so things like cleaning or gardening or waste removal or anything, don't go with any of the first 10 Google results. Mm. Google doesn't work anymore. I've tried no. to explain this to my mum. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, the only companies that know how to do SEO are the ones that are like, it's two tech guys with one guy who operates the phones and they manage a fleet of a million underpaid subcontractors whose only way to actually make money on the shit deal they're getting is ripping you off. Mm. I thought I the lesson of this was only trust your fists. The cops can't help you. <laughs> That's also, also true. true. Only trust your Mitre 10 hammer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. this person like messaged me back to say, oh, that's crazy. Send me your details and I will look into it. Mm -hmm. uh, to which I said, come on, man. Mm. Come on. He said, hey, look into this. And you sent a high-res <laughs> photo of... Of your anus. <laughs> a 140 pixel by 140 pixel image of a hammer. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes. It's over 300 extra episodes in total. And we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Hey, Theo, speaking of hey. gazing into the abyss. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Folks, we got a new segment for you. I believe it's one that... Uh... Theo proposed a little while ago. Was it you, Theo? I don't know. I'd have to know the segment. But no, this is this is my idea. Ben. But Theo and Lucy did do the first instalment of it uh, unsupervised, and you oh. did a great job. I really oh, loved thank it. Thank you so much. I was not aware of that. I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Folks, it's time for the second installation of the Tripping Report. I'm like itching for another day. 
mission of the trip and report. Done it again. Sensational. <laughs> ben, was that Podcast basically exactly what you were imagining? Yeah, it was. I mean, it could have been another 20 to 25 minutes longer, but <laughs> otherwise it's perfect. Uh, this is, of course, the segment where we go through um, Erowid trip reports. So this is where people self-describe experiences they have had uh, with various illicit, and well, sometimes legal, um, but just mm-hmm. highs that they have managed to achieve or not achieve. Andrew, do you think you could read out this trip report from the Erowid user Coty Colbs? I would fucking love to. And like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of substances out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are. Honestly, I can't even count them all on both hands. You know, absolute dozens of substances on this earth that we live on. And uh, some of them, you gotta you gotta go to somebody's house, and you have to sit down on their pretty dirty couch for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would like to get a hold of them, you have to kind of act like you're friends with mm-hmm. the person, but you're not really friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, other ones, I think you can kind of order them in bulk from Amazon. Yeah, you want the nerd stuff because. It all comes from mail. The stuff where someone tells you, well, technically it, it gets you high. Yeah. <laughs> and it's legal. Uh, I can I can say, like, in my experience, anything that you would require as a technical high is not worth doing. <laughs> so bad. Technically, if you lie down in a dark room and you cut a ping pong ball in half and you put those halves over your eyes, you, you it's technically like tripping. Well, I, I got, um, I got, like unbeknownst to me, dosed with uh, 2CB years and years ago. Which is like a synthetic version yeah. of... I think it might what? actually be Theo's most done drug. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about B. I See, I get B and E mixed up. Um, both of them, a good time. Mm. I, that's the thinking, that's the, that's the uh, sativa of the uh, 2Cs. For when you I'm... need to see some uh, see SpongeBob in cube form uh, <laughs> <laughs> rotating faster than you could possibly imagine. I would suggest to you that wait. So the difference between a cube form SpongeBob and regular <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob is that he's a rectangular prism. <laughs> You're just imagining that all of his sides are Longer. equal. <laughs> he's also blue as well. I should specify this <laughs> if that's important to you. Here we go. Uh... Imagine now that I'm Arrowhead user Cody Culbs. <clears throat> how how did your two CB go? Very badly. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it made it just made me feel very ill. Oh dear. Like there was a time that um, uh, me and a guy boiled up uh, a cactus that he got from somewhere and drank it, and it was gross, and it made me feel nauseous. But like I tripped off it. Whereas the two CB. I, I found out that that was what I had taken at some point, like, you know, oh. 20 minutes after taking it. Yeah. I want to cool. say. Yeah, that's not a good time. Thinking it was something else and then just felt really nauseous and unwell for several hours. Felt Look, I'm going to be real with you. Felt like I had had mild poisoning. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cody Kolb says, <clears throat> air duster, never again. 
What's an air duster? Hang on. Hang on. Are we talking a literal air duster? Now, the folks, shit if you like are not cane? familiar, if yeah. you are not familiar with air duster, what we are talking about is an aerosol, like compressed air in yeah. a can. Yeah. That For you dusting. use. Well, people use it like particularly nerds, like Theo said. This is yes. nerd stuff. Uh, it's mainly a product that nerds use for like blowing. So it's compressed air that you blow the dust out of like keyboards and PC yeah. cases. Yeah, in your because you don't want. Like, you can't use an all vacuum because it's static electricity out the wazoo, etc. So, you get a little can. It's full of, full of compressed air. All right. But it also... Yep. Yep. What else does it do, Andrew? <clears throat> air duster. Never again. This is how it all started. Late tonight, just maybe two hours ago... After a great sexual encounter with my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. Uh-huh. And, a, and a nice hot shower. I wonder what review he's going to give the fucking 400-word review of this sexual encounter. After a great sexual encounter with my girlfriend and a nice hot shower, I walk to my computer, log on Facebook, and check my like page. You know how you do. My GF, Haley had went back to the washroom to brush her teeth. Why are you talking like this? <laughs> it sounds like a German. In my opinion, this is probably a German. Okay. I mean, this is a guy who is recreationally abusing air duster. Like, I wouldn't, you know. His brain work good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold him to too high of a standard. Now, the next sentence uh, is the most arrowed shit to say, right? Sweet. Just enough time to take the last hit of this can without her knowing. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That's some real drug user shit to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I would sneak in a quick taking some she drugs. She doesn't even know I'm abusing air duster. <laughs> nerd air. Yeah. <laughs> I inhale one nice hit and cycle through another page's picture, also known as memes, as the wah-wahs kick in. Mm. So far, I'm getting Lord. that sweet, euphoric, wavy feeling I always get and go into my dreamlike state. All of a sudden, as I begin to chuckle at a funny picture portraying Patrick Starr with some funny dialogue pasted on the photo, parentheses, a meme. <laughs> now, this is taking a piss. <laughs> taking I, come on. This review, so at the start of the review, he says uh that this happened two hours ago when he was writing it. There are two dates on this. Erowid says it was published at, in twenty twenty two but took place in twenty twelve. So I'm confused as to whether You think he's huh. remembering it? Yeah I, well he said only two hours ago, so I'm not sure. But it would make yeah. a whole lot of sense if this it was written in twenty twelve just based yeah. on the likes page and yeah. funny meme. Memes yeah. Yeah. explaining what a meme is. Yeah. Who was president in 2012, Obama? Uh, JFK? I think it's JFK, yeah. Let me be clear. That was... Yep. Perfect. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. So he's explained the concept of a meme, Patrick Starr, with some words. Then it really kicked in. My chest tightened up. My whole life literally flashed before my eyes. Every rotten moment, every good laugh, every holiday, hell, even every shit I've ever taken. Very strange thing to think about. Mm. Mm. The pictures was rapidly changing back and forth from one to another on the screen. 
I heard the sound of an old TV shutting off, making that slight 4000 hertz frequency it always does, but it lasted longer and got more in-depth as it went on. That'd be sick. <laughs> Over that, I swear I heard two godly voices asking, Are we gonna do this? One said. The other responded, Yes, we are. There's no going back now. I was literally scared half to death. Then came the tunnel vision. <laughs> It, this is he's just experiencing minor brain death. I think he's dying. <laughs> he's dying. <laughs> hey, oh, check dear. out uh dying for a real trip. This is what the ultimate trip, bro. Yeah. Mm. My man, you just you're talking about nangs and shit. Yeah, you're know? talking about nangs. This whole time I'm just thinking like just fucking just do, do some nangs and be done with it. Just do some nangs. Has everywhere has everywhere just got Nang delivery services now? Yeah, really. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I always see that on Facebook. It's like whipped cream can delivery for when you're doing your night catering. If you're an American listener uh, and you don't understand what we mean when we say Nangs, too fucking bad. We know all about your shit. Learn something about ours. Learn something about ours. Read a book. Read a book of culture for once. (laughs) Read the damn Australian. Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> I, the Macquarie, I remember whatever the fuck. Getting getting Superstone once, and I can't remember. Yeah, dude, I came that, into that some, Yeah, yeah. Check, I love weed. Check yeah. out smoking weed, and uh, <laughs> and I can't remember how it happened, but we came into some. I found some nangs, right? You came into some nangs. Okay, okay. You inherited some nangs. <laughs> inherited you got 30 nangs. Thanks. I've uh, come into some nangs recently. <laughs> Only problem is you can't just. You need equipment. You do. You need that. You need that. Um, as as the, Elna used to call it, you need the nangerator. You need yeah, the nang injector. I've never done a nang. Is it like a inhaler thing? Oh, that you fuck, put them I'm in. I'm so jealous, Lucy. I'm so jealous of you right now. I was just. I was do talking I to a mate of mine cells? recently, <laughs> who was, and I was like, I'm bummed out that I'll, like you'll never get the first. The first week of doing Nang's back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just there's there's plenty of drugs where like you, yeah. The first the first handful of times that you do them, you're like, this is a transformative experience, and then all the rest of the time, you're kind of chasing that feeling. Yeah, you know? which is sort of true of life in general. And uh, don't let that slow you down as you get older. Yeah. No, just do ten yeah. times as much. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Theo. You were saying you came into some Nang's. Oh yeah, sorry. And, and we nangs. didn't have the nangs. Came into the, the, some nangs. And yeah. so it was like, um, sort of like friend of the show Tom Walker's coconut stream, <laughs> where Tom Walker A learns <laughs> what a coconut actually is. Strange. Uh, it's yeah. enormous. Uh, and, and B, you can't just break a coconut apart with your hands. Oh, can't you? <laughs> so much work, dude. Check out the Tom Walker. <laughs> Coconut stream. If you would like to see the opening to 2001: A Space Odyssey, but instead of an obelisk giving yeah. higher order intelligence, a grown man in his 30s figures out how to open a coconut. Truly incredible. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways that stream describes to me the concept of devolution, mm-hmm. as first proposed by Devo, I think, and later perfected by our friend Tom. And I hate to say it, but uh, unfortunately, de-evolution is not real as a concept. 
That is just a further step of evolution. Oh, check out that fucking... Che- Whoa. We're a bloody ABC science podcast yeah. now. Anyway, then came the tunnel vision. The computer screen looked as if it was a million miles away. I felt my spirit slowly start to fade away. In my panic during the <laughs> NDE, near-death Sorry. experience? Near-death experience, ah. that's right. I quickly remembered my ansiolytic exercises my mama had taught for my severe panic disorder. Oh, my buddy. brother in Christ. Oh. Oh. I love having drugs. a severe panic Maybe exor- not for disorder. You. Yeah. Doing a bunch of drugs. So much of this sounds like Nang's, which leads me to the conclusion that the part of Nang's which is making you trip is not the ingredient in Nang's. It's just depriving your brain of oxygen. Yeah, you're just, you're just doing a really big breath in and out and just building up some <laughs> carbon dioxide <laughs> in oh, your system. The little deaths, you know. Yeah. I started trying my hardest to control my breathing and lowering my heart rate, and suddenly everything faded back. I saw the face of death... And came back. I proceeded at this point to yell out my girlfriend's name for her to come in the room. For some reason, I called her her sister's name. Lol. He's just... That's mm, a pretty weird thing to do. He's kicking goals here. He's he's doing well. Bit weird. You know what girls like. It's It's this next sentence. She came into me puking and passing out face first into my own vomit. I then got up and began to have anxiety attacks and seizures. Oh, imagine dating this guy, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> she was really scared, but I yeah. knew it was going to be over soon and I was going to live. Yeah, don't don't worry. I've just been inhaling fine, baby. air duster. I imagine just, just inhaling like, that when you're in the bathroom. You've just been dicked down by yeah. your beautiful boyfriend uh-huh. and you've ducked out to brush your teeth and you come in being like, you know what, I've had a really lovely... T- oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. It's like, don't worry, sweetie. I'm Am not I dying. Dead? I was just inhaling air duster <laughs> while you're out of the room, so you wouldn't see. Check out this funny thing, Patrick Star, the starfish from SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> said this meme, meme I saw my likes page. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone to take your post-sex piss, and you come back in, and your boyfriend is dying. Yeah, yeah or man. very convinced that he did die. <laughs> What year is it? (laughs) (laughs) My chest still hurts. This all took place in under one minute. I don't think you are an accurate judge of this, my man. You're not starting timers or anything. No, this is either one second or ten years. Like, it's it could go either way. I now do not take my life for granted and value everything and everybody in it. Oh, drugs are so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. I will Every never, life is so precious. I will never, ever touch another can of duster, even <laughs> if my keyboard is dusty as fuck. Oh, come on. You, can, you don't have to. All right. Actually, you, you're probably best. You can use a vacuum cleaner. The risk yeah. is... Take the risk. Leave it dirty. You don't need a cleaner keyboard. <laughs> it doesn't need yeah. cleaning. Yeah, ew, it's in there. It can't hurt you anymore. It's self-cleaning. <laughs> hey, Ben, uh, we watched the movie Altered States for the first time. Hit the yeah. fucking button. Oh, hell yeah. Andrew loves to watch a million movies, but nobody else really gives a fuck. He's got 15 seconds to describe the movie. Otherwise, he's just shit out of luck. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. 
Uh, William Hurt plays a scientist who's doing like uh, deprivation tank exercises, taking drugs from mystical shamans in order to awaken memories from past life. Uh, but he also accidentally turns himself into a caveman. Nice. Now, I don't have to abide by the rules of this segment, so I'm going to do something that I have done uh, probably eight times on the podcast now, but that movie is based on the life and work of Dr. John C. Lilly, who was paid by the U.S. Department of Defense to give LSD to dolphins so that we could learn to psychically communicate with them. And you can hear that explored in depth in episode eight of the podcast The Dollop, simply titled Dolphin. That is interesting. Thanks, yeah. Ben. Does does he think that he regressed to an earlier state of, of human DNA by doing a lot of drugs and being in a deprivation tank? Yeah. Um, he he thought it made him go to some sort of primal form of conscience, consciousness that made him... He believed that aliens told him this while he was in that altered state, but that also dolphins could do that. So if he gave acid to dolphins... Uh, I don't want to give away the twist ending of episode eight of the podcast, The Dollop, uh, The Dolphin, but please, for the love of God, listen to it. You will learn just so much. I mean, I think it was a great choice by the makers of the film to uh, turn it into a horror movie. Yeah. And just treat this dude's uh, psychotic, drugged out visions as though they were happening. There are, um, there are two movies that are based on the work of Dr. John C. Lilly, uh, and neither of them really... They just take the parts they think are quite cool from what he did, so Altered States is just like sensory deprivation and overcoming your own consciousness with drugs or whatever. And then there is Day of the Dolphin, uh, which is a 70s crime thriller where people steal two dolphins that have been trained to speak English and then strap bombs to them and teach them how to kill the president. <laughs> so uh, both worth seen. checking out. It's <laughs> good stuff. Haven't it, haven't seen. I haven't seen Altered States. So I gotta get get to that. It's a, oh man, it was yeah. like, is it Richard Linklater? Is that right? No, it's no. Like Ken Ken Russell. What am I starring, thinking of? It's, it's from like fucking 1979 yeah. Theo, you're thinking of Waking Life. I'm thinking of Waking Life. Oh. You are, or possibly a Scanner Darkly. No, it's Waking Life. But, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was right because I know Theo so well. You I think do. we have time for one final segment here. This is a very quick one. You know, a, a lot of what we do on this podcast, I, I'll be the first to admit, we're just fucking around. This isn't for the benefit of humanity. We're not really improving anything. We're not making the world a better place. So whoa, sometimes, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. What? You know, it's just that's it's what you think of this podcast. Podcast is very self-indulgent exercise. Wow. It's masturbatory. Wow. Uh, but. Glad to, Lucy, Glad to hear. Glad to hear it out loud. We talk all the time about how we're changing the world. Well, we can. We can use this podcast for good. We have a platform, and we can use that um, to let people know important information. It's time, of course, for the PSA segment. Um, now, hopefully, we can use this to prevent anyone from uh, experiencing. Uh, some strife. This is a recall issued by the New South Wales Fair Trading Electrical Regulatory Authorities Council, and it is for the Husqvarna Automower 435X all-wheel drive and the Husqvarna Automower 535 all-wheel drive, 
which are, quote, robotic all-wheel drive lawnmowers powered by a lithium-ion battery. So these I don't are those new robot lawnmowers, right? Yeah, those are those things that cruise around. They're like a yeah Roomba lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Which so is some, so, somebody said, so stupid. hey, that Roomba's pretty cool. What if I put blades on what it? What if I put a little spinning nightmare of death on the underside? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is broken into three sections here. First section of the recall is what are the defects? The battery charging method may cause the battery to degrade more quickly than expected. Sounds fine. Yeah. Sure. Second part here is what should consumers do? Consumers must update their mower's software via the Auto Mower Connect app. Consumers should not use or charge their auto mower until they have installed the latest software update. Some mowers may also need a battery replacement. The first update, available in December 2021, changes the charging method to prevent accelerated battery degradation. The second update, available in March 2022, allows the app to automatically recommend a battery replacement and shut down the mower automatically when a certain number of charging cycles is reached. Oh, cool. So it just kills your mower. Yeah, if it looks like that the battery's gone out of whack. Um, mm. The final segment uh, section here is, what are the hazards? The battery may short-circuit, overheat, mm-hmm. or ignite. Increasing the risk of a fire and serious injury or death to bystanders or damage to property. <laughs> the defect has caused several fires overseas. Sounds like a moving landmine is what it, I'm hearing. You have a time bob that is cruising around your lord. I assume under cover of darkness while you're asleep in bed with your wife. Mm-hmm. Just letting it mow the lawn out there. <laughs> Two in the morning until it gets really close to your outdoor barbecue, ideally next to your gas tank. Mm-hmm. And then it just fucking explodes. Yeah. The cool thing about my lawnmower uh, mm. is it's right next to where all my petrol is. Yeah. And also... Your collection of oily rags. <laughs> that's that's right. My um, I've got like a couple of big buckets of decking oil. Yeah. Um, which should stink like hell the whole time it's burning your house down. Um, <laughs> no, no, fire de- no smoke detectors in there, though. Yeah. And you know what the thing about your family home is? Mm. It's where your family lives. Hmm. So they're probably going to be there. It's so cool that everything has to like have its software updated now. Yeah. Holy fuck. The idea of your lawnmower having an app is the dumbest fucking thing to me. And just and, and also we're going to invade like Bolivia or something to fuel the need for these stupid auto robots that mow your lawn or delicious lithium ion. Yeah. We're going to get more PS5s. So we do have to. I was yeah. uh, I was reading about how Tesla has just announced that their cars will no longer have lifetime connectivity subscriptions. <laughs> so so, so now they used to sell you a car and it would it you would just be able to like use the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth and stuff in it for for when you owned the car. Yeah. And now new cars. Uh, once eight years has gone by, you will have to start paying a subscription. Yeah. Yeah, this is the whole thing now. That fucking rules. It's yeah. not just it, Teslas. It's like you, they're manufacturing the same car, but then you pay for the extras on subscription. Yeah, BMW is doing a subscription yes. seat warmer. Seat warmer. I was oh. just about to say. So here's an Australian article about that from carexpert.com.au. Uh, you pay monthly for service subscriptions like Spotify and Netflix, and BMW figures you may be happy doing the same for features like heated seats. 
With its in-car technology supporting over-the-air updates, this has opened the door for BMW Australia to offer features that can be added after purchase on its Connected Drive store. Uh, how much does it cost, you might ask? One month of heated seats is listed at... Uh, sorry, heated front seats is listed at $29. Fuck <laughs> off <laughs> and suck my dick, you shits. While a month's, use, a month's use of heated steering wheel or BMW drive recorder costs $19. Other subscription prices are as follows. Sorry, give me one second here. I just want a CEO of... BMW. <laughs> Oliver Zipser, I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. You cunt. Uh, BMW Drive Recorder, one year subscription, $79. Heated Steering Wheel, one year subscription, $169. Heated Front Seats, one year subscription, $289. A heated steering wheel for three years will run you $259. And heated front seats for three years will run you $419. You can also add these features permanently with heated front seats costing $589. You already added them permanently when you bought the car. You added them permanently when you built the car. Can't wait to fucking die because I didn't update my credit card's expiry on my fucking (laughs) seatbelt subscription. (laughs) It's, uh, I I was saying to Elder, because we bought a new car recently, and obviously this is a thing I've never done before. And like, when I was looking at reviews and stuff like that, you look up a model of car... And it says, um, like, you know, for the sort of aggregated car review things. You look one of those up and it says, this model of car, five badges. And I asked my brother, I was like, what the fuck does that mean, five badges? And he said, oh, that's that's like the different levels of all the inclusions on the car, you know? And I thought, oh, that makes sense, you know, rather than the old way where they would manufacture the car but when you were ordering it you would say oh i want the heated seats and i want the car system and i want the roof racks and blah 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 and you would have to put in an order and they would like manufacture that specific car for you and ship it to you instead now they say we have three or five or whatever levels of inclusions on the car and you just pick the one you want oh you want the heated seats sorry you got to pick the next model up you know and then they're just making those models of the car that makes sense to say, we're going to spend less on manufacturing these things and you will yeah. just pick the one you want, right? But are you a, are you the CEO of BMW? Well, now we're doing the inverse of that, which is to manufacture the car with all of the features on them and then remotely disable them and hold them to ransom for you, the fucking idiot that consumer. Rules. I love the world that we live in. Like, uh, something about this just makes me so much angrier than anything else is the idea that... You have bought, you have physically acquired a car with a fucking heated steering wheel and heated front seats, but unless you pay the money, they just disable it on the software. And it's also insanity. It's it's great on like a value level as well because in the aggregate, they still have to manufacture all of those heated seats, right? So the thing that you would normally pay money for and get... You suddenly, if you want heated seats, you have to subsidize all of the heated seats that have been manufactured, installed in cars, and then mm-hmm. the subscription's not paid for. So you have to pay, if you want heated seats, you have to pay that much more for heated seats because they already made them. They put them in the cars and someone's just going like, you know, you know what? I don't feel like heated seats. Uh, I live in uh, Brisbane, Australia. Wow, that's a saving. That's what's You're up. You're saving money. Mm. And that's what's up. 
I wish it wasn't, though. Ideally, but wish it, it wasn't it what was it up. It is what is up. Can I? Hey, sorry, I just I know that we're wrapping up right now. I just want to tell you one thing. Um, can I? Can I tell you the name of the company, the original company that eventually turned into BMW? Yes. So this is a pioneering German aircraft producer founded uh, in the early 1900s, and it is called Gustav Otto Flugmaschinenfabrik. <laughs> German Fox. Official car manufacturer you of the Incredibly German Fox. And that's um that's an episode of Punta Vista. Hey, we had some yeah. laughs, we learned some things, and there's we a did. new nationality we have a prejudice against. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a serious warning to all listeners of the Punta Vista podcast to not buy a brand new BMW this month. Hey, Germany, I could put up with everything else you've done in the last 100 years, but charging a subscription service for heated seats? Uh, what's it, what's it?